Tolkien Cast, the world's only anime podcast. <laughs> My name is Matt, and joining me today is a very special guest, Matt. Hey! Hey! Uh, did you like my accurate description of our show? I don't think I have ever seen another anime podcast outside of every other podcast known to man. Uh, uh, good hyperbole. Uh, so what we're going to be doing today <laughs> is, uh, I guess what a lot of podcasts are doing at this time of year, we're doing a year in review. So we're going to re uh, review 2017 in sports anime. And uh, since we didn't do this last year, uh, we're going to review 2016 in sports anime too. Um, so we're going to give some of the highs and some of the lows for the last two years. Some things you should check out, things you should avoid, um, and a, a couple weird categories along the way. Um, so uh, we, we were looking through, and initially we thought we were going to do regular series review episodes um, for uh, Two Car and Welcome to the Ballroom and Big Windup, but... Um, looking through, we, we realized we didn't have anything to say about those shows that we hadn't already said in our weekly episodes, right. and for us, especially since we're shifting the format of the show, we don't want to do an episode just to do it. Right. Like, literally, like, because we've done review episodes in the past, and, like, they end up just being repeating our best hits mm -hmm. of of our reviews, we end up just repeating the same points over and over again, yeah. and we decided we just, you know what, since we're not feeling beholden to anything now, we're just going to do what we want. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you're curious about our thoughts about Two Car, I don't know why you would be, but they're they're <laughs> all out there, and they're all, they, yeah. and it's done. Um, so, moving forward, when we do shows in the future, we'll just do series reviews, and that, that'll be that, um, but we figured... Uh, for this season, it would be it would be more fun to cap it off with uh, the year in review. So basically, what we're gonna do, we're gonna um, we made a list of a few categories, and we're each gonna uh, pick one uh, series that best exemplifies that category, and then we're um, gonna see if we made the same or different choices. Talk about it a little bit, and that'll be that. Uh, but before yeah. we get into it, I do want to specify one thing: we're gonna cover every sports anime that aired. Um, in the last two years, except for Bakuan, because we never watched it, and we're not going to. So, <laughs> there it is. We, we just did not want it. We just did not feel like getting into that. Yeah, there, I, I was confident there was nothing there that I would be surprised by, so whatever. Uh, so at, yeah, we, we're, we're not missing anything. We already know this. Yeah. Um, so, before we uh, dive into the categories, the one thing I want to do, I want to list off the... There were 19 sports anime in the last two years. And I'm just going to read them real quick uh, in the uh, order that they aired. So, Prince of Stride, Cheer Boys, Battery, Days, Haikyuu Season 3, Yuri on Ice, Keijo, Scorching Ping Pong Girls, Long Riders, March Comes in Like a Lion, All Out, Tiger Mask W, Yaomushi Pedal New Generation, TQ, Clean Freak Aoyama, Dive, <laughs> Fastest Finger First, Welcome to the Ballroom, and of course, Two Car. Uh, so, with that list of forgettable shows, um, Matt, do you want to uh, kick things off with the biggest surprise series? Yes, I would like to, actually. So, uh, for me, I, I don't know if you agree with me on this one, uh, it would actually be Yuri on Ice. That's what I put. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure if you were going to go in a different direction with that. Oh, no. Uh, there, there's no way I could justify anything more than Yuri on Ice. 
That's fair. Because, like, going into that, and we we talked about this before when we kind of started up that show or when we started that season, we were kind of expecting a free clone. Yeah. Uh, and it was not. <laughs> I don't know how else, how to put it more simply than that. Like, this is a show that really had no right to almost be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of just the amount of sheer effort and love that was put into each of its skating sequences to like it like just all the technical aspects to it as well you know all these parts that like come together like the editing is just so strong in the series the first episode alone almost stands as its own complete story mm-hmm. uh like it's just honestly like if it wasn't for like the last episode like it was just constantly a surprise. Like, I kept expecting it to falter. And it never really did until towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the very, it didn't exactly stick to the landing, but there were, you know, there were some good reasons for that. Um, primarily that, like, they realized that they could keep going. Um, right. They didn't have to end this story. So that made it a little awkward, but that, that was okay. Um, yeah, the, the narrative was strong that just... The, the depth of the two principal characters was unlike what you see in most of these shows. And, right. I mean, at the end of the day, we can't deny that it made a cultural impact in a way right. that practically no anime make. Um, right. And it made it as an adult, ad, an adult-focused show. Uh, right. And so that it was... We could not believe that a show with... Uh, kind of as basic a premise as Yuri on Ice. Like, a guy who is a skater isn't that good at skating, but then he learns from a guy who is good at skating to be good at skating. That's that's the premise. It sounds real <laughs> I dumb. I mean, that is the show. You're um, not wrong. But it really elevated. Uh, so, yeah, it, there's, there's no contest for what was the biggest surprise. But uh, sort of the inverse of that, what's the... The biggest letdown. So what did I go in with the highest expectations that really broke my heart? I have a feeling this one may be uh, similar to yours, too. It's Yawapeda. Oh, uh, mine was actually different, but you go on about Yawapeda. Okay, wow, I'm surprised. So um, Yawamushi Pedal, the first season, uh, was really exciting to me because it was, right. it was a sports anime that kind of got me back into sports anime itself. Um, right. It... It just it, it made it very clear how the main character was developing, finding a new new love and a pursuit of uh, a different sport. Um, the diversity of the characters' powers—I'll just call them powers because it's kind of one of those surreal uh, <laughs> sports series uh, where people have superpowers. Um, we're interesting. I like. It, it was one of those shows that I watched it after it had come out, and it worked really well. Um, for a marathon where I was just watching a bunch of episodes in a row because they all sort of blended together and it it had a lot of momentum. Um, And somehow they managed to lose all of that with the sequel. Uh, There were no stakes. It didn't... You couldn't really tell who the main character was. Uh, You didn't really care if the team won. Um, You'd already been to the heights. You'd seen this story told completely and you weren't really sure what the excitement was of going back to the inner high with the same team again. And you just couldn't take it as seriously, and it didn't have as much behind it. I found myself 
rooting for their opponents just because I wanted some something new to see, uh, which probably wasn't what the show was going for. Right. Um, I think this series also made it very clear uh, that it didn't need to exist. Like, it makes it pretty clear that the original series, all it really needed to conclude was just maybe one more episode mm -hmm. to kind of wrap things up. Mm -hmm. Like, I think with this one, it really kind of drives home the fact that the author really didn't know... Like, probably it got really popular. The author didn't know what to do with it and is just sort of, like, constantly trying to recapture that magic that the first one had without really knowing yeah, how to do Exactly. It. Like, what did people like about the first one? Oh, they had this really intense uh, national championship tournament. Um, let's right. just do that again. Yeah, kind of. Like, and, you know, they try and establish new characters, you know, a new set of characters, and it Man. just never really works because literally all they ever do is just copy characters from the old one. Yeah, they really fall flat. So, anyway, Matt, what was your biggest letdown? Uh, my biggest letdown might surprise you. Uh, it was Tiger Mask. Okay, yeah. Uh, for, because for me, I, like, I kind of went into it, like, really hoping for something that's that was really fun and campy. You know, I didn't have, like, grand delusions that this was going to be, like, this incredible new sports show. I just, I went into it with the right, with the expectations that this was going to be fun and stupid. And it wasn't like occasionally like towards the end like occasionally it would kind of get into yeah. it uh and like the first eight minutes where Naoto is like suplexing bears and Takuma is climbing like blizzard like blizzard infested mountains shirtless yeah yeah you're like okay I'm, I'm down for this <laughs> okay this seems like it's gonna be fun uh, and then after that, it just gets really boring, and they start doing all of this, like, they start trying to incorporate all of this intrigue into the story. Yeah, they take themselves way too seriously. Right, and you know, again, that can be part of camp, when it takes itself so seriously that it doesn't even realize how dumb it is. And once or twice it kind of gets to that level, like, once you get into the, uh... Like once you get into like the uh, the the hell match with uh, Takuma and his and uh, yeah. his buddy. hell in the hole, yeah the Heaven. hell in the hole. I knew it was. Yeah, it's like occasionally it could get to that level where it gets so dumb that it's like okay, this is actually getting fun again. But that was also kind of the thing about the series is that it was the biggest letdown to me because it kept raising my hopes and then dashing. Oh yeah, yeah. There would be one episode where you're like, okay, this is it. We're back on track. We've got some weirdness. Because that, that was the thing. The show was fun when it was serious, but it had weird stuff going on. A lot of times right. it was serious and it just had boring stuff going on. Or stuff that was only interesting if people were really into Japanese wrestling and they could allude to real life wrestlers. Um, yeah, exactly. And that was the thing. Like, we could not get into that because we don't care about Japanese wrestling. You know, we don't really care about American wrestling either, you know? Right. Um, I, I, yeah, and I do have to say, like, the point where the show proved this to me, that it was a letdown, was its last episode. Because episode 38 was the crowning right. achievement of the show uh, because it was the only episode to really 100% strike the balance between um, having real goals and taking them seriously and also recognizing the absurdity of the situation and sort of making light of itself. 
And somehow the tone of that episode was absent from the first 37. I don't know why. Uh, But, yeah, episode 38. Episode 38 might be the best single episode of sports anime I've watched. (laughs) It's probably not. In reality, there's other... But, like, compared to the rest of the series, it absolutely is. Um, One thing I will say about Tiger Mask, though, is that it also kept letting us down in different ways. You're like, oh, now it's racist. (laughs) (laughs) Or it would be like, it would raise our hopes with, you know, with, with like, actually with a point of intrigue. When we thought Fukuwara Mask was actually going to be the main villain, and it turned out to take the most boring conclusion possible. It got our our hopes raised when it had the hell in the hole. It's like, okay, this is going to start becoming goofy fun again. And then it goes right back to being boring. So like it like that's that to me is why it gets like the most it's the biggest letdown. So Matt, uh, what is the sports anime from the last two years that is least related to the sport it depicts? A uh, clean free cow yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I picked a different one, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay. So clean free cow really could have been any like. The reason I picked it is that it literally could be any other sport. You could replace that uh, soccer with pretty much anything else, and you would get the same story. It's not that it would be a good one, but it would pretty much be the same. Uh, Part of the way through, it basically stops being about sports. Like, or even about soccer. You know, there is always this kind of looming... uh, this, there is always this sort of looming plot about, like, the big tournament. You know, they have to play well enough so that they can justify keeping Aoyama on the team. Uh, but it never really goes much of anywhere. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, it's... the tournament doesn't end. It's not clear who they're competing against. It not, it's not clear what stage of the tournament they're in. It's just whenever, a pl- uh, like, an episode needs them to play a game of soccer, they throw in the national tournament. Right. Uh, and, like, it it just has no real bearing on anything that's actually going on. Especially because the very end of the series is resolved with the fact, like, we didn't actually need to play this hard to keep Aoyama because he was going to stay anyway because he likes the uniforms. Yeah. Like, and to me, that's that means the least. Yeah, it, it totally, it undermined any tension it would have pretended to have. Right. Uh, the least sports-related sports anime for me is Cheer Boys. Um, sometimes <laughs> I forget I watched that show, uh, but I did. Yeah. Um, what What's interesting here is that, so the, the show starts off being about, like, a couple of childhood friends who uh, decide to start a cheer club at their university, and initially it's very focused on, like, the mechanics of building a cheer team, and then episode five happens and everything changes. And <laughs> somewhere between not being able to animate anything uh, right. and not having a sincere interest in competition, they just stop showing cheerleading. And they just right. they just have conversations about their feelings. Uh, and the fu- the finale <laughs> where they go to the actual the the ultimate the the competition against all the other universities uh, is not shown. They yeah. they show them walking into the competition and then they cut 
afterwards and they say, boy, that went well. That routine that we totally just did, trust us, we did it. It just, it, it blew my mind that they were so uninterested in cheerleading at that point right. that they didn't even show them cheerleading. Yeah. And at least you know Clean Freak Aoyama, when they played a soccer game, it showed them playing soccer. I guess that's fair. To, uh, in Cheer Boy's defense, at the very least, the big tournament was part of the actual story. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I'd like to, uh, this is sort of a weird one, but what sports anime functions most as a metaphor for of other things? So Okay. So where the, the depiction of the sport itself is not really about the sport, it's a metaphor for something. Um, right. And uh, to me, the, the biggest example is battery. Okay. Uh, because... It's not the the show is not very interested in baseball. It's not very interested in uh, like the structure of the games. It's not interested in learning who's going to be the best pitcher on the team. It's really just focused. I mean, what what we came down to in our our conclusion, it was focused on uh, a young man who is realizing that he's gay and trying right. to come to terms with his identity. Um, right. And baseball is around, and baseball ends up serving as a metaphor for companionship and have, finding a partner. Uh, but right. it really has very little to do with the game itself. Right. Um, I'd also like to, yeah, it's like, it's the sort of series that if you don't catch on to this metaphor, it it doesn't really work that well without oh, it. Oh, yeah. You're like, what are they talking about? Because it's <laughs> never spelled out for you. And I actually, I didn't get it at all until I went back and started reading critiques of it. And then I sort of put the puzzle pieces together for me. So that's why it seems like the most deep metaphor of any of these. Right. Because it's the one that most, it's the story that most hinges on its metaphor. Right. Um, I could took a bit of a different direction with this one. Uh, I also didn't necessarily see this one as a positive. Okay. Um, I went with Welcome to the Ballroom. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because this is the story that is actually, I think, it's it's the most metaphorical in the sense that it's the one that beats it down your throat the most. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, not only that, but it also kind of to its detriment because it kind of, so the entire series kind of hinges on its metaphor. Um... And I think the metaphor actually makes it worse. Yeah. So, because the entire metaphor that they're shoving down your face, like, that they're kind of just constantly just shoving in your face, is that uh, these pairings are actual relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, these people are actual couples. And the most right one is the one, like, the winning ones are the ones that most traditionally adhere to the dominant man and the submissive woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the entire metaphor comes down to Tadara having, like, they literally use the taming of, like, taming the wild mare uh, imagery with Chinatsu. Yeah. It kind of makes you just feel uncomfortable watching it sometimes. Yeah. And there's there's another metaphor, I mean, I don't even know if it's a metaphor, but a theme, where it's all about Tadara learning to stand out. 
Um, right. And what what's interesting is that it's always about he's using first person language about standing out. It's about me standing out, even though it's a part like it's a, it's a sport in which he has a partner. Um, right. So it's celebrating the man who can dominate and can lead and can stand out because he utilizes his partner. But at the end of the day, they're looking at him. Uh, I don't know who thought this was the story we needed. <laughs> right. Uh, especially in, like, you know, 2017. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and it's just, it becomes very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Um, I guess I already said that. That's, but... <laughs> you know, uh, look, uncomfortable to watch is the greatest summary of Welcome to the Ballroom that we could provide. <laughs> um, hey. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and it's frustrating because I want to like it. And, you know, in a way, the fact that it can even communicate this metaphor gives it is something of a strength. Uh, just maybe the wrong message. Yeah, it's just a really dumb metaphor. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's that's our that's our welcome to the ballroom review right there. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, Matt, the I think we, we both agreed that the best... Uh, cute girls doing cute things or like uh, female friendship oriented sports show uh, in the last two years was uh, Encouragement of Climb of course right. that didn't actually air in the last two years <laughs> uh, we just watched it because nothing was airing earlier this year right. in 2017 uh, so we can't choose that one so of the shows that feature an all female cast and are centered around them uh, learning to be friends what would you say is the best one? I actually heavily debated this one. Yeah. Um, I almost wanted to go with Scorching Ping Pong Girls just on the basis of the first three episodes. Mm -hmm. I decided that, though, that overall that one really disgusted me. Okay, yeah. Um, and I don't, I cannot believe I'm saying this. Uh, Long Riders. Long Riders. That's a choice. Defend it. <laughs> That's a choice. Um, just because I kind of feel like some of the people on the staff sort of cared a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That's true. Like, I, you know what? Honestly, I feel like I probably should have said Keijo, but I completely forgot about it. Whereas I didn't forget about Longriders. So, you know, I feel like that's something in its favor as well. Yeah, I mean, for all, like, we really hated it while it was airing, but in retrospect, like, the stories were kind of nice and basically harmless, which yeah. honestly is saying more than you can say for a lot of these shows. <laughs> like, it was pleasant kind of. and fine and, like... There was an arc, even if it was a really boring one. Like, at least it made right. sense in its own world. There were a couple of scenes that actually worked kind of well. I'm not going to bother reiterating them, because every time we talk about the series, I always bring them up, so... But, like, you know, at the very least, it had a couple of scenes in its favor. I would never go back and watch it, but, you know, it's better. Yeah. Yeah, that's generous. I, I am going to throw out Keijo. At the very least, that had some decent action scenes. Mm -hmm. I think that if we had an... A I, I do think that if the mo the first part of the manga had a had been adapted, 
it would have worked a lot better because I came out liking Keijo a lot more when I read the first part of the manga and I kind of saw its, like, main themes. But taking the anime on its own, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, this this was a hard one for me, too, because none of these shows are good. Um, right. I, I also was... I mean, Scorching Ping Pong Girls, like you said, is is good if you only watch the first arc and stop there. Yeah. Um, gosh, and that's it's, it's a tempting thing to say, but like it was so the rest of it was so disappointing, like you said. So, I again, I'm going to go with my my heart, and my heart is confusing me. But the answer is two car. <laughs> <laughs> I did consider two car just on the fact that that was a journey. Yeah, like two car is a terrible show. It's terribly organized. It's absurd in what its goals are. Like there's the the arc, the fact that ha- half the characters get no backstory and the other half get two episodes of backstory each. Um, yeah. The fact that there are random diversions into backstory that no one wanted or needed. Um, the fact that, like, the main characters exhibit no growth and their absence of growth is celebrated by the show. Uh, <laughs> the fact that, like, the 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 way that the economy of the island is structured is absolutely nonsensical. Uh, th- how about the fact that they try and establish a theme of never showing the guys and then saying, screw it, like, two-thirds of the way through of the show? Yeah, they never show a male face until they do. And then, Until they decide to, and they try and treat it as a big reveal, and it's just, <laughs> it's just he's a guy! Yeah, there he is. He has a face. I was worried yeah. he didn't have a face, but he has one. Um, and yeah, the, like, the, it's, there's so many questions that this show raises about how its world works, and it doesn't resolve them. So the fun thing for me is not what the show actually does, but right. but really how it allows someone to talk about it. Because if you can watch this show with someone else, um, then it can be fun. But on, on right. its own, it's not fun. But like that's the thing: none of these shows are that f- are fun on their own or with other people, except for Two Car. Because <laughs> like the rest <laughs> of them are just boring, no matter how you're watching it. But Two Car at least is fun. In a group. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's it's one of those shows that it's, out of everything, it is at least interesting. Yeah. Um, and then... So, uh, Matt, I do have to ask. Yeah, okay. Uh, who did you find to be the most unlikable protagonist? That's a great category, Matt. And I have a feeling we're going to say the same person. It's Totoro. Maybe not. No, I disagreed, but go on. Yeah, it's, I mean... Tatara, I did consider Tatara. Yeah, for me, I had to go with my first impulse, and I said Tatara from Welcome to the Ballroom. Uh, Some of this may be recency bias, I recognize, but I just found, like, the fact that he didn't, he didn't grow. In fact, in some ways, he became a more despicable person as he went. Um, (laughs) and that was celebrated by the show, and, like, he, you never got a sense of what his motivations were other than selfishness. Uh, he seemed like a a dweeb with a power fantasy who wanted to dominate women, um, but, like, it was treated as cute and nice, and everyone, like, was rooting for him, and I couldn't, and, like, there was no reason to because he had no redeeming qualities, 
Right. Uh, so for me, I that that was the only thing I could think of. You know, I it does bother me a little bit that in that show. So is nobody going to address the fact that he um, discovered dancing? Because he randomly decided to stalk one of his classmates home one day. Right, yeah. What? Because she talked to him once and she was pretty, and so he just followed her to see where she was going. And he's like, oh, a dance studio. I guess I'll go in here now. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There's a lot of things, questions that need to be asked about that show. Um... Yeah, it's like, and I get that. I also hate the fact that towards the end he just randomly, like, he randomly decides that he loves Chinatsu Mm -hmm. for, despite the fact that he has never once shown any sort of real, like, real, like, happiness with her. Yeah, and it's not clear that he understands what a relationship is. um, And that he's capable of loving someone when they don't make him look good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Matt, what's what's your most despicable protagonist? Uh, I almost did a duel for the two main characters of Two Car. Okay, yeah. But in the end, I had to go back to my original hatred, which was Naoto from Tiger Mask. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty bad. Uh, just because, it, and honestly, it is due to one story arc. And that is the story arc where he decides to portray uh, uh, NJWP. Or NJPW. I know I said that wrong. NJPW. You always <laughs> said it wrong when we were watching the show, so at least you're consistently wrong. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So I, I have to go with Naoto solely from that fact. Because of the fact that suddenly he has decided that this revenge that he has to have on Yellow Devil has like has completely consumed him. And what makes this so hateable for me is the fact that we already had that character in Tiger the Dark. Mm. We didn't need a redemptive arc for Naoto. He was basically supposed to be Superman. Yeah. You know, he's kind of our, you know, he's our kind of our childhood hero who goes around, you know, saving orphans, yeah. like like, you know, fighting for the little guy. Why did they suddenly decide to ma- suddenly make him this reprehensible person? Like for no real reason. Uh, like, I, I don't know. He's just... It, it, maybe it would have been better if he had been a more interesting hero before then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he never... He was always the the least interesting aspect of the show. Like, the whole fact that he decided that he needed to keep his secret from people for really no particular reason. Just because... Like, he couldn't even tell his crush... Uh, who the nurse whose name I've completely forgotten and don't really care about anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know the fact that he wouldn't even tell her because like oh I can't tell her because Tiger I'm not really Tiger Mask Tiger Mask just carries the hopes and dreams of people. Yeah, and yet he's perfectly comfortable using the t- that same Tiger Mask to betray his teammates and join the bad guys on the off chance that he'll get to fight against the guy he's seeking selfish revenge for. Yeah, exactly. Without really even any plan. He already knows he can't beat him, but yet he's just decided, well, I need to have this fight. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm sticking to my guns with Naoto. Okay. So Matt, we're 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 approaching the end and we have uh two big questions left to ask, and the first one I'll ask of you, what was the worst sports anime in the last two years? This was a tough one for me. Um 
I almost picked Days. Yeah, um, Days was bad. Days was bad. Days, I almost still want to say just because of its message. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, for just the least entertaining, the most painful one for me to watch week to week, uh-huh. that was Minami Kamakura High School Girls Cycling Club. It, yeah, that was uh, that was bad. That was <laughs> it. Was just like I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in that show. Um, and yet, I feel like I understand it completely. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I like it had no depth. It had no characters. It just it it felt like yeah, hours and hours and hours of void. Yeah, kind of. I I don't like throwing around the term privilege. <laughs> okay. A lot. These girls were some of the most privileged heroes I have ever seen. And the (laughs) gall that this show had to constantly say how much they earned. (laughs) Despite the fact that one of them, one of them, her grandmother, was the principal of the school. They freaking got a free trip to, what was it, Thailand? Yeah. Just to go scout out the area to see if it would make a... Oh, Taiwan, my bad, Yeah. Yeah. Just to see if it would make a fun vacation spot for their freaking like, 1% school. <laughs> like, the fact that these girls would constantly say, Oh, we did something. We, we rode around town. That's, a th- that's an experience we had. Yeah. The fact that they would even think that the show means anything. And I think that's really what hurt me about this one. The fact that this show thinks it meant something. You know, at least with Long Riders, it understood that it was nothing. Yeah. This show, I genuinely believe, thought had a message. And that message was, if you have money, if you can go anywhere, then your life is magical. <laughs> <laughs> then go there. <laughs> then go there. Have an experience. Yeah. Also, English is hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the whole last episode hinges on the fact that it's really hard to understand English and uh, you should probably just ask someone if you're not sure what they were saying. <laughs> yeah, um, I just also want to throw out there, I have never seen such a mishmash of personalities in a show. Largely in that nobody had any except for Sandy. And yet somehow, somehow that made Sandy so much worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wish she had had no personality. <laughs> I just wish she had none like the other characters. But what we got was so much more annoying. <laughs> Aaron, your stupid English accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to be seared into my memory for as long as I live. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good answer, man. Um, yeah, I feel like this is so impossible. It's so much easier to figure out what's the best one. Um, yeah, a little because, bit. Because, yeah, what's the worst? There's so many different kinds of terrible shows we've seen. Um, yeah, a little bit. It's... <sighs> I was, I mean, I was, te- I was tempted to go with Cheer Boys again because, like, the last half is completely nonsensical and there's 25 main characters. 
<laughs> and it's just like the clearly the production committee was just like, well, one of these is gonna be your husbando. Um, so let's just just come up with a bunch of different tropes. Who cares? Yeah, just throw ev- girls will buy anything. Just throw every archetype at the wall and see what sticks. Um, that was just embarrassing to see. Yeah, um, but which, by the way, I I just want to throw out there: girls will not buy anything. I, girls have taste. Yeah, like like anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Like they're not going to be tricked into like, oh, that boy is a punk, or that boy uh, has glasses. I need to buy some merch for that. It's like if it's a terrible yeah. show. Yeah, like nobody's gonna stick with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so you actually mentioned it. I I had to go with my original hatred, which was days. Uh, and that is a fair choice. Um, like, my hatred for days and, like, being flabbergasted at how bad it was is part of what got us to start this show. Um, <laughs> because I just could not handle how aggressively dumb it was. Um, right. And it was delightful. So, on one level, like, it's not... It's upsetting because it takes its... It believes its own stupidity. Um, right, and that's the the worst thing is that it it honestly wants to send a message to Japanese school children that uh, if you have no talent at something and if you don't practice the skills, but you just run and exercise and hurt yourself as much as possible, then you'll be good and then you'll be valuable. Um, and also, if you fail, you need crushing guilt. And you need to redeem yourself through action, uh, and you need to practice it to the point where you hurt yourself, or else you haven't lived up to your potential. And also, as long as you work hard and believe in yourself and have no skill, then everyone will love you. But you will never love yourself. Yeah, and why should you? Because you're awful. Because you're awful, and and you should constantly second guess yourself. No matter what. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally, like, the end of the series has the main... Like, everybody crediting the main... Uh, Sukamoto, uh, crediting him for the win of that match. And what do we see him doing? Crying to himself because he couldn't do more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just... Gosh, what's a, what a despicable series. Yeah. And, like, I think what gets me about it, too, is that it seems harmless. Oh, totally. It's just some boys playing soccer. Yeah. Um, not playing it well. <laughs> um, not playing it, like, in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Why are they a powerhouse? Also, are they a powerhouse or are they an underdog? The show can't make up its mind. <laughs> oh, uh, like, yeah, no, it's totally common for, uh, like, yeah. Like, we could, like, even though we don't play soccer, we could immediately tell that as soon as they were sending four players to go up against one guy... We knew this was a pretty inaccurate representation of the sport. We didn't need anybody else to tell us that. No, we got assurance. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, we knew that this was going to be garbage. Yeah, I mean, or how about, like, the episode where, uh, who is it, Jin, uh, decides to, like, aggravate an injury and, like, hurt himself uh, to the point where he has to sit out the next several games in a practice match? Yeah! uh, Because his mom is there? (laughs) <laughs> because apparently that was a thing? Yeah, and his mom is suddenly established as a plot point. Like, like there's a, there's a lot of messages like, hurt yourself uh, because of whatever whatever is the nearest term goal. 
uh, destroy your body in pursuit of it without any thought to the consequences. Uh, because yeah. that's how you really live. That's how you really be a man. And it just, and it feels like that the author, like, I, we kind of touched on this a little bit. It feels like the author almost was trying to rewrite his high school life, and that's what just made it feel icky. Yeah, right, yeah. Like, it, it, it was totally the, the author acting as Sakamoto and saying, like, oh, I should have, I should have worked really, really hard, and then I could have played soccer instead of sitting on the sidelines. Right, and then, you know, that girl I like, she would have liked me. Or, like, but all of these other girls I knew, too, they would have liked me, too. Yeah, and the, and the cool like... guy at school would have admired me for my tenacity. And, like, yeah. they, and then they would have seen me as the future captain, because I was smart enough to be a leader, not like those jocks. Yeah. It was, and it's... It was unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but you know what wasn't unfortunate? The best anime... Sorry, the best sports anime of the last two years. Uh, and Matt, it was Haikyuu. Yeah, I said Haikyuu as well. I, I just, before we keep going on, we never mentioned All Out during any of our best ones. I do want to give a shout out to All yeah. Out, and I do want to give a shout out to March Comes In Like a Lion. Yeah, all, yeah you're right. Mar March Comes In Like a Lion and All Out were both very good and both deserve to be runners up on this so i'm right. glad you said something um and yuri on ice i'm gonna throw in yuri's on ice as well you're right but we already talked about that one anyway yeah. so uh, but yeah so matt why, why don't you why don't you jump in with haikyuu then uh, i i think haikyuu just works and such a perfect technical level mm -hmm. like this is a show that is like the story itself is not that interesting like or i shouldn't say not that interesting it's not that unique mm-hmm um, but everything about that, like, builds up this series is just done to perfection. I think this is one of those few anime that, like, because I have actually read some of the manga, and I do like the manga. I vastly prefer the anime, oh, yeah. though. Like, it needs to be animated. It, like, it not only does it need to be animated, but it's just, like, they got the right team doing this. Just because of the cinematography, the, like... Just how it captures the energy of the sport, like, being, like, right in the middle of a game. And just that sheer ten, like, that sheer intensity uh -huh. that you feel, like, how, like, it feels like sometimes the characters are about to just erupt off the screen. Uh, how much, like, and how much it can just communicate with, like, little bits of animation, uh, like, I, I won't go through, like, listing a bunch of things, but just, like, watching, uh... Oh my gosh, I can't even... Uh, Suki, like, just shake after he makes that... Makes a block. And just what it says so much about everything that's been building up about his character. About the way that, like, the camera moves just to capture the sheer energy of the moment. It's just... It's just such a fun watch. And I think out of... Every, like, the reason I have to say Haikyuu, out of everything that we have watched, it is the one that I could just as easily see rewatching, like, now... And just coming out in thrall. Yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, just I, the same way, like, the first time I watched I agree, because I like March Comes In Like a Lion a lot. I don't necessarily want to start on episode one again. Um, right. Haikyuu, I could do that. Uh, yeah. And ba basically what did it for me is, because this was the third season of Haikyuu, and there was a lot of expectations, because the first two were very popular. They built up a lot of these characters. There was a lot of plot. What made it the best for me was it felt like a victory lap. Is like this show knew that it was about to put on something special, and it just right. took it took ten episodes, and it showed a single match in the best 
way it possibly could. And it worked. And, like, it shouldn't have worked for them to spend eight right. eight episodes I mean, on one match. Uh, it shouldn't... Right. I mean, seriously, the audacity of the show, almost. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's ridiculous for them to think that they could maintain suspense over that period of time. Um, but they totally did. They paced it out well enough. Like, every week, that was the thing I wanted to watch first. Um... Yeah. And so I can't really I can't really give anything, you know, I, I can't take anything away from that. When that's that's the thing that for 10 weeks was the thing I wanted to watch first, it has to be number one. I also want to point out that out of everything we watched, I think it's the only thing that we've come out wanting to see more. Well, yeah. Maybe I, All Out. Well, yeah, no. I mean, I want to see more All Out. I'm still going to keep watching March Comes In Like a Lion. But, like, right. Haikyuu, I'm desperate to see more. I think yeah, that's exactly. the divider. Like, if there's never, there yeah, if there's never another episode of All Out, that would be unfortunate, but I'd be fine. I need more Haikyuu. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't think is going to be a problem, no. but... <laughs> no, it is not. Um, well, Matt... I appreciate you uh, doing this retrospective with me. This was fun. Um, yeah, it was a lot. Of, I was about to say, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. We should do weird stuff more often. Uh, maybe we will. <laughs> maybe we won't. Anyway, uh, so thanks for uh, spending the last two years watching anime with me, and I look forward to the next two. Our logo design is by James Ratcliffe. The theme music is Fly High by Burnout Syndromes, covered and performed by Luke Bartka. You can follow Koshiencast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and our email is koshiencast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll be back next week with the best and worst from the world of sports anime, and until then, keep training.